welcome to the Five Oceans Podcast with hosts Mark Campbell and Chris Gervais from Five Oceans Advisors, a fee-only financial advisory firm serving Gen X and Gen Y founders and C-suite entrepreneurs. Mark and Chris share the core beliefs that traditional wealth management is now a commodity and that clients deserve more from their financial advisors. As founders and entrepreneurs themselves, Mark and Chris have developed a new model for wealth management called Life Strategy, a proprietary system designed to teach clients how to connect the dots between money and happiness with the ultimate goal of empowering them to be whom they want to be in the world. Now, onto the show. Hello, and welcome to the Five Oceans podcast. I'm Mark Campbell here with my co-host, Chris Gearbase. We are partners at Five Oceans Advisors, and a very exciting day for us today, Chris, our first podcast episode ever. You know, the the intention of today is really to give people a sense of the thinking behind Five Oceans, how we came to be, a little bit about our approach, and a, a bit about us, and uh, we're excited to do that. So without further ado... Why don't we uh, why don't we start? Let's take a step back. And before we talk five oceans, let's talk about us. <laughs> let's oh, that talk sounds about so us, fun. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, good. Um, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm excited to do this podcast. Welcome everyone. This is exciting, and and we're gonna be talking about a lot of sophisticated wealth management issues and topics in this podcast. Um, but we also want to give give us an opportunity to share more about ourselves. And uh, I thought, I thought, why don't we start with talking about the name five oceans, how we came up with the name five oceans. So we really believe in this idea that your financial strategy is only one part of your life. And we have a framework called personal five oceans, which is your career finances, health relationships and fun. So it really fit. We also loved the idea. I'm a surfer. Um, I'm from San Diego probably tell that by my hat. Um, and we really love the idea of, of water and, um, Mark living in Santa Monica. We started the company when, uh, I lived in Santa Monica as well, and we believe in sustainability investing. So five oceans made a lot of sense. That would be good to start with a little explanation of the, of our name. Yep, absolutely. I also, I often reflect on the, the idea of interconnectedness, the fact that five oceans is the is is the whole shebang. By the way, there are five oceans. There used to be four. There are now five. <laughs> In case anybody wants to fact check, it's us. debatable. Uh, uh, it's deb- it's debatable. We're going with five. So yeah, it it it's it's meaningful on several levels. And to us, um, as Chris talked about, we'll talk about more later. This concept of personal five oceans and really covering the entirety, the interconnectedness of all of these areas of one's life, expanding the concept of wealth management beyond just the financial component. So, and, and let's great. get it straight. We we are a wealth management firm and yep. we work with some really, some of the most kick-ass clients. I mean, we, we yep. the founder, CEO clients that we're going to talk a lot more about are, are just amazing people who care about really optimizing in all areas of life, not just finances. And by the way, if you want to check out some of the types of people we work with, our yeah. amazing founder, C-suite entrepreneur clients, you can see testimonials on our websites. Just cruise over to fiveoceansadvisors.com to get a glimpse of the type of folks we work with. Again, we'll dive in more into that a little bit later. But first, 
we're going to talk about how did we end up becoming financial advisors? How did that even happen? <laughs> Mark, who's going to go first? Well, you can go first. You can go first, but let me let me uh, tease out a little bit of a theme that we may be hitting on throughout the the conversation, which is that Chris and I just strongly believe that at this point, traditional wealth management has become a commodity, and people deserve more for their money when they pay a financial advisor. And, and really, the steps that we've made in our career and the way that we've developed as advisors and the way that we've developed Five Oceans is really built around the idea of how do you do more for people? How do you break outside of just the numbers and the dollars and the investment return and really capture something much more meaningful, much more powerful along the lines of connecting the dots between money, happiness, fulfillment, all of the things that really, really, at the end of the day, are what people are measuring success in their life against. Absolutely. So yeah, go for it. You, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your journey? Yeah, to in, today. Uh, love to, love to. When I when I put some thought into the origin story, I can't help but go back to uh, early life. It's like. It's a fun exercise. How did I end up in the career path that I end up on? I'd encourage all of our listeners to to ask themselves that questions. That question, excuse me. And um, with me, I think it all starts with um, the oldest of five children, and I was raised by a single mother. Okay, so I remember the the day that my third and fourth brothers were born. So I'm four years old. I already had one brother who was two, and my mom and dad get pregnant again, except this time with twins. So we have four boys under four years old. And <laughs> yeah, at this exciting time in life, funny, not funny. My dad decides to leave the family and leave us in the dust. Okay. To, to, I guess, summarize a lot, very long story short, but you know, that resulted in number one, me becoming extremely responsible at an earlier age than, than I, I would have liked. And number two, I would say a lot of financial hardship and strife. Now, I don't want to paint an inaccurate picture. My mom, amazing super mother yeah. times a thousand. And, and we had all the opportunities in the world, but there was a lot of financial fighting and just some of the worst memories of my childhood. I related all to financial and the struggle for money. And I wanted to never, I, I just, I just had a resolve to change that about my life. And one day when I imagined I'd always wanted to be a father, when I imagined my family and I have kids that money wasn't going to be an issue. So I think learning about money and try, mastering money and learning as much money about money as I could throughout my entire life just became a theme of my life. So I, I graduated from college and, and, and I actually, I want to, there's one more thing. So before I even graduate from college, there's another big thing that stands out. So I played quarterback at a small division three college and uh, my senior year, one of my best wide receivers, a guy named Lewis house, who he'll be proud of us. Cause he's a, he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And I'm now officially doing my, <laughs> our first episode of our podcast here, but Lewis's dad was, uh, was a guy who no matter where we played all, anywhere in the country, his dad was at our games and it was really cool and dare I say even even cute that uh his dad was on our sidelines taking photos. He like he he turned himself into a professional photographer and he was just 
He was so into Lewis's life. He was there wherever we were again, no matter which city in the country. And in my experience where I was in my life, I was thinking, dude, this guy's balling out. I mean, what does he do for work? Yeah. He's, he like <laughs> seems to have all the time in the world. He would also take us after our games to these really fancy dinners, these like expensive, fancy dinners that were amazing. I'm thinking, dude, who, what does this guy do? Well, he was a financial advisor. And I think that experience just made me think, Hey, one day I should, I should look into that. It was just a really cool thing. And, uh, and I think that was a big part of how I ended up where, where that was the start of it. And so, yeah, I graduate from college. I go into investment banking because I thought you could make a lot of money and learn a lot about money four years into that realized that wasn't for me. And, uh, then I get my first taste of being a financial advisor first at a large bank and ultimately, ultimately at an, at an RIA called Buckingham and um, had a really amazing experience there. I loved what we did. We're fee-only RA doing good work for good people. And I really felt like I had found found my uh, my place. And at that point, I'm 31 years old. Fast forward a few years later, 2015, I won't go into all the details in the in-between, all positive stuff, but I decided to start my own company. But let's back up on the word company for a minute. I was a solo advisor. I started a practice, Okay. <laughs> Let's let's get that straight. I started a practice. At the same time, I I get engaged to my now wife. I moved to LA, so new city. I'm now married, and I start my own practice called at the time Enlightened Wealth Management. And uh, and so yeah, I've been I've been doing having my own financial advisory business ever since, and I've loved it. And in the early years, it was a grind in and out journey to build a business, just like any entrepreneur. I've always felt like I'm an entrepreneur. And so it's been an amazing entrepreneurial ride, but I'm going to stop there in 2015, starting my own. And then maybe Mark will, will switch over to your story and, and pick up in 2015 sure. and, and kind of round out how Five Oceans Advisors came into existence today. Sure. Yeah. Well, before we do that, I always like to, uh, I mean, you're very, you're very accomplished yet humble guy. Going back to the, to the Lewis conversation, is there a record of sorts that you might have been involved in? <laughs> so there was a game that I threw for 525 yards, which if you don't know football, <laughs> it's a decent amount of yards. But the record was not my well, okay, I was a part of the record. The record really was yes. receiving yards in one game in across right. all NCAA all divisions. So it was Lewis's receiving record that I helped, uh, you know, that I, I threw the passes to him. So it was facilitated. Cool. It. I facilitated and, um, and it, it's, it's great. And it's kind of been a fun, fun and funny thing to reflect on, but that, that did happen. And to my knowledge, I don't believe the record still stands, but nonetheless, it's a, it was right. a great game. Good, good. Well, I'm going to pretend that you prompted me for my big record, uh, as well. This is where, um, yeah, this and, is where this and, was going. I see. Yeah, this is definitely, <laughs> No, this was uh, high school soccer, Brighton High School, Rochester, New York. Love it. This was the the all time scoring record. Okay, that had been had stood for twenty plus years, and uh, in my senior year, I broke it, and then held it for about less than a year. <laughs> when the next year, a junior by the name of Mike Dom, who is a fantastic soccer player, Mike. destroyed the record, and by the time. 
by the time he was done with his senior year, I was so far in second place that I, I, I just, it didn't ever feel like, uh, Hey, you had the record. (laughs) You had the record. I did. I did. Oh, I did. And, uh, uh, equally as, as amazing as, uh, you know, 500 plus yards in a football game. I'm, I'm sure. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. My story, it's not, not too dissimilar to yours. Parents got divorced at a young age. I was about five and they both lived in the same town. Wonderful, wonderful people. But, you know, managing their money and finances was not a particular strength and also a lot of stress growing up around money, growing up in a town that was upper middle class and existing kind of on a bit of the lower end of that or feeling like that. Certainly worse hardships to go through in life. But at the time that was that was I remember that being pretty challenging and, um, you know, memories of checking out at the grocery store. And like my dad had this uh, <laughs> For some reason, maybe there was a little bit of a roulette between this card or that card, but I didn't know if the card was going to go through and I was going to have all the people in line behind us watching as he pulls out the third card and maybe this one will work kind of thing. So again, it was just uncomfortable. And I remember thinking I didn't want it to be that way. And I wanted to just have more of a sense of security that the sky wasn't going to fall. Now, the reality was... The sky was probably never going to fall, but maybe it's just my makeup, my the way that I am. I just, I wanted more stability. And and so I think that really stuck with me and then ended up, um, you know, being fairly entrepreneurial. So the reality is for me, I've got these two dueling parts. There's the part of me that wants that security and doesn't want to wonder about things. And there's the then there's the other side of me that's, you know, let it ride on some idea that I really, really believe in and want to become the vehicle by which I don't have to worry about the money stuff. And that started at a young age and in high school started a, a, a company that never had a customer, but was called Pooper Scoopers. And the idea was to pick up dog poop in the neighborhood. I think that was the first time I realized that, uh, you know, ideas are a dime a dozen, but it's the execution that is really the uh, important part. So these dueling parts of me that really wanted the, the the need for security and the thrust for building stuff. And Pooper Scoopers was the first manifestation of that. And the idea that ideas are a dime a dozen, as I was saying before, but it's execution that really matters. And when it comes to executing on picking up dog poop, I didn't have it in me. So that was the first foray. And then, you know, in, in college, uh, start dabbled with a couple of businesses. One was selling advertising to local businesses and things like that. So there was always that desire inside of me. Ended up being a psychology major in in college, working at JP Morgan in the private bank right out of college and had a really great experience. But again, that was the sense of security and I wanted more. And so on the side, I started doing stand-up and improvisational comedy in New York City. I um, studied at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York right when that was first coming to life. Took a level three class with Amy Poehler pre-Saturday Night Live. So really exciting stuff. And and that's kind of how I kept my balance between these two worlds and had a great time doing it. That led me to business school where I moved out to LA. So the thinking was, how do I how do I hedge the, maybe I'll still pursue the acting and performing stuff, 
or maybe I'll just head back to New York City and go back to a banking job. Came out to UCLA for business school, met my wife, Allie, who we'll talk a little bit more about later hey, at yay. business school. Yep. <laughs> and had a wonderful experience there, but still had this struggle between getting a regular job and doing things entrepreneurial. Out of business school, I worked at a company called Hot Topic, which I'm sure many people are familiar with, teen retailer in malls across the country. I worked in their corporate headquarters, focused on a variety of things, managed the relationships between them and Wall Street investors as their head of investor relations, also did, I was their head of culture. So this was kind of the internal vibe of the company and it was exciting. It was a really great place to work and I loved it. But again, the entrepreneurial spirit came a calling and ended up leaving there, starting a comedy theater in Santa Monica. And then ultimately raising around funding to create an online content company in in through the theater. So working with this great talent that we had, helping enable them to develop great content. And this was right when YouTube was getting up and going and certainly a little bit, little bit ahead of the sweet spot of where that might've made sense. But the theater did well, the content company lasted a couple of years. And then I had a kid and 2008, 2009 happened and it was time to get back to stability. From there, ended up moving to a wonderful company called Dimensional Fund Advisors, which is uh, an investment management company that we still, you know, through Five Oceans Advisors, employ them as helping us really fulfill our investment portfolio component of what we do. Mm -hmm. Amazing company, amazing people, but yet in my role there, serving financial advisors, helping them decide how to grow their business, et cetera, which is the role that I evolved into and in speaking to a lot of conferences, I realized I want to be a financial advisor. And from there, I was fortunate enough to be able to start the LA office for one of the financial advisors that I had worked with, an amazing company called TCI. I had uh, a fantastic experience there for seven years, uh, ended up being chairman of the board there for a period of time. And that brings us about to 2015. Yeah, right. right, right <laughs> I feel like I, time. I overshot the story. Sorry for the uh, excessive uh, sharing, but I'm just, I'm further along in my life than you, Chris, as you like to point out. And so more has happened. More has happened. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> mind at all. The, it wasn't excessive at all. I love number one, learning <laughs> things about you that I didn't know before. I think I knew everything except for the, the soccer record. But also I wanted to <laughs> point out a, one thing that you always do. You're like, oh, the comedy theater did well. Okay, this is the West Side Comedy Theater that Mark started that yeah. I had been invited to and seen shows at before I had any idea that you started that theater. So it's still there and thriving. And and you it is. And you, it and is. that was your your thought. I mean, your idea. I mean, I, I just I still to this day think it's so amazing. And we even recently took our team. Everyone flew in from all over the country to LA and we we went and yeah. saw a show at, yeah. at the West Side Comedy Theater. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's and we're, you know, we we sold off our ownership share a couple of years ago to get out of the way for the folks that are really bringing it to the next level who have been were great partners for a long time. But it was really cool at that show in particular. There was somebody who was performing. So we started the theater back in what, 06, 07, something like that. And there was somebody performing who was one of the original people 
who had responded to a Craigslist ad that I put out there to try and get talent to perform at the show. And to see him still a part of it was just a pretty, pretty amazing full circle moment. Really, yeah. really cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you're talking about when you told the, the pooper scooper story, I couldn't, it just it brought me <laughs> back like to my version of the pooper scooper story. Yeah. Yeah. I love this story. Yes. So I got, I have to tell it. So, uh, between, so I graduated from college between college and, and investment banking, which I mentioned, I wanted to, I thought that I had a pretty good chance of playing professional sports of some kind. I wanted it to be baseball, but I just wasn't quite good enough, but I knew that I could play football. And I knew that because I had been, I had already been offered a position at one point to play in the arena football league, indoor football. And anyways, I had, so I graduated from college and my plan is I'm going to get signed by an arena league football team, but that was several months off, six to nine months later that, you know, that opportunity, you know, may come if I work really hard and do everything I need to do. So I moved to Pacific beach in San Diego in this apartment with a college friend of mine. And, uh, uh, I need a way to make money, but I also need a lot of time to train. I need to put on pounds. I need to, you know, I need to be throwing, throwing the ball every day, et cetera, to try to get signed. And so I start a carpet cleaning business which I haven't even thought about, but it's hilarious. It was actually called Five Star Carpet Cleaning. So it's kind of funny that we're <laughs> we're Five Oceans Advisors now. But so I buy like six or seven thousand dollars worth of equipment on a credit card. I had no money. I had student debt, student loan debt that was about to start coming due. I think you had like a nine month grace grace period, and uh, and I didn't want to work forty hours a week because I wanted to go play football. And so I buy like six, seven thousand dollars worth of equipment on my credit card. They used to pass credit cards out to 18 year olds all the time back then. And, uh, and I just start getting clients. I remember my mom was my biggest fan. She's helping me, you know, telling all of her friends and start cleaning carpets. And, and it was a successful business. I made a few thousand dollars a month, but working very, very few hours. And so I trained my face off and, and I actually got the call from the coach of the football team while I was cleaning carpets that they wanted to offer me a contract. So Amazing. No, that football didn't didn't last very long, and uh, and that was also the end of five star carpet cleaning. But I love that uh, we got to both tell tell some entrepreneurial yeah, and, stories. And I love that it was it was five. We can say that five star carpet cleaning was really just the predecessor to Five Oceans Advisors. I guess so, right? I guess, so I guess so. We're just the we're just the natural continuation. But but I think that you know what's clear is that you and I identify as entrepreneurs. <laughs> And we also have this part of us that is trying to calibrate between the entrepreneurial spirit and a life well lived. Mm -hmm. And it's by practicing that, uh, being being forged through the process of that over many years, that has brought us to a place of wanting to be of service to people who are on a similar path. And so, you know, as we get more into Five Oceans and what we do, et cetera, you'll see that. But I that's the through line, man. Like that's the through line. And we love to be able to tap into the part of us that creates things and also be able to zoom out and say, well, how does this fit in with your highest order to-do list? All the things that are truly important to you in life beyond today's mission. Absolutely. That's hundred percent. And, um, and, you know, let's, let's, so, so speaking of that and how we even both yeah. like the same mindset and came together, let's take it back to, yeah, yeah. to 2015. Okay. So 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, well, so I'll start. I'll start <laughs> out. So I'm. Yeah, in, yeah, do it. Yeah, at this point, did I know him yet? Okay, I, I, I basically I get a an office at WeWork. I just start my business. And by the way, I did it. I did it backwards. You, you're supposed as a financial advisor, you're supposed to <laughs> work at a brand, a big brand, national name, national brand name firm acquire a bunch of clients and then go start your own thing. Okay. I didn't do that. It wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I instead started, I just started with zero clients and zero assets under management and uh, at, at a WeWork. And so early, early days of my business, I get a cold email. I get an email from a guy <laughs> named Mark Campbell and, and it turns out he's in the other WeWork office. There's two downtown, two WeWork buildings in downtown Santa Monica Mark sitting in the other one, as he mentioned at, at this point, working as an advisor at TCI Wealth Advisors and opening an LA office for them. And that email turned into, hey, let's let's get together for, you know, let's get together and chat. It, the email said more or less, it looks like you're another one of the good guys in the business. I was fee only. I, I was using dimensional fund advisors and Mark liked the vibe of my website and whatnot. Um at least I think that's why he cold emailed and reached out. That's what he's <laughs> yeah. told me. That's what he's told me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that email led to we got together and we would go on these what first one walk and talk. And, and that one walk and talk led to many walk and talks over a handful of years. And uh, Mark became really a, a mentor and a friend who I'd ask about business and life. And we'd have really great conversations, not the least of which was how we felt that the future of the wealth management industry you know, it was moving and what our dream yeah. firm would look like. So Mark, I'll let you yeah. pick it up from there. Yeah, no, that that's, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, I think that, you know, some people approach life where like everything that happens is this, you know, miraculous confluence of things. Other people live at the other end of the spectrum and it's like, nothing is, is magical. I'm somewhere in the middle where like, I can count on one hand, the number of moments that are these magical moments that that kind of happen that have really shaped my life and have been from some it feels like it's from somewhere else and the reality is i don't know why that day like never before it i said hey let's go to the cfp website and see who else what other advisors are around there's no i wasn't trying to do anything i was just looking looked at probably 20 of them and it's just, just one of them this guy like this seems similar you know, to me, like, that's interesting. He's around the corner. I don't know. I'll just send him an email. I don't send cold emails. That's not like <laughs> something I do. And and lo and behold, we're recording this podcast and we've had this business for a few years and, you know, it, it's amazing. So I really do identify with it in that way. You know, we were supposed to have connected and that's how it happened. And yes, very, very aligned view, very simpatico in our view of the future of wealth management, which we alluded to at the start, which is that, you know, the real value proposition ex exists beyond just what people think of as wealth management, mm -hmm. the investment management, the financial planning piece. There's more to it. For us, we talk about the concept of life strategy, which we'll get more into in our next episode. I think for this episode, you know, we'll 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 leave the cliffhanger on on what does that really mean. But it's it it more 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 than anything, it's the idea that money is a resource. It's not worth talking about if that's the context of the conversation, right? Happiness, fulfillment, meaning, purpose, these types of words. They're much bigger than money. And so 
without framing the whole conversation through that lens. And here's the key. A lot of advisors talk about that and they want to do that and they really have the intention to do that. But there's no mechanism by which they do that in a, in a tangible, measurable way. And that that is the starting point for us for Five Oceans. It was that idea of we know we're supposed to be doing more. We know how to do more. And now let's do more. And so for me, making the decision to leave TCI, which I've been, I've been very fortunate. I have no stories in my professional career about a place that I worked that wasn't amazing people who supported me. So I'm very fortunate in that way. Well, I think that says a lot about you as well, by the way. Oh, well, For sure. thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but so the decision to leave was hard, but it came from a place of conviction, conviction that you and I together can build something. We see it. We want to move towards it. And that was, that's really how this all started. Now it took five years or so of walk and talks yep. and, and us really the stars aligning in a way that that made sense for us to each make that leap coming from different companies, bringing the, bringing our folks together. And I think what in 2020, we started with maybe 270 million in assets under management. And now in 2023, we've you know crossed 500 million. So mm -hmm. thing, things are going well on that front. But the idea is that was the starting point, that coming together from that random cold email on that random day. And uh, just couldn't be more excited about what we've started and, and really where we're headed. And not only, totally agree, and not only did we dial in the vision for the the perfect wealth management firm in our, in our minds and our dreams, yeah, right. but we also dialed in the perfect time to launch it. So March, 2020, <laughs> amazing timing <laughs> was our, That's was right. our initial launch date. And, uh, and, and of course that didn't, that didn't happen in March, but it did happen a few months later, well into the pandemic. Yeah. So five oceans advisors, as we know today with Mark and I coming together, came into existence in, in mid 2020. And so we've been fully virtual <laughs> from day one and we still are today. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so here we are a few years in and things are going really well. And I just reiterate that so many, so many advisors talk about how important it is to talk more, to talk about more than just money. And, and, and like you said, they're all correct. And um, the intentions are there. And I think, I think so many advisors do a really great job of being more than just financial advisors to their clients. They are yep. more like life advisors, but we're going to get into it in perhaps the next episode where we're going to talk a lot more about who exactly do we work with? What, you know, what do those people do? Who, what are they like? Who are they? What exactly do we do for them and our life strategy operating system, which is proprietary and how we zoom out the lens and, and, and really help folks along a, a broader, a broader context. So yeah, I think with that, yeah. this was, this was awesome, Mark, to talk to you about yeah. not just five oceans, but both of our backstories and, um, and, and how we got here today. This was great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. I always enjoy, uh, the banter and look forward to, uh, the next one. All right, y'all. Well, this is Mark Campbell, Chris Gerbe signing off episode one. I'm just going to give you our website, which is www.5oceansadvisors.com. If you want to learn more about us, head over there. Until next time, appreciate you. 
thank you for listening to the Five Oceans podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.5oceansadvisors.com or give us a call at 310-525-5155. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Five Oceans Advisors. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your individual planning. None of the information provided is intended as investment, tax, accounting or legal advice, as an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell, or as an endorsement of any company, security, fund, or other securities or non-securities offering. This information should not be relied upon for transacting securities or other investments. Under no circumstances shall Five Oceans Advisors be liable for any direct, indirect, special, or consequential damages that result from the use of, or the inability to use, the materials provided. In no event shall Five Oceans Advisors have any liability to you for damages, losses, and causes of action for accessing this commentary. Past performance is not indicative of future results.